as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! to Pirate Talk Radio. Happy 2023. As some folks know, I'm not good with math and there were some addition issues in the last episode on how old Sea of Thieves is. Uh, We are about to hit the five-year anniversary, okay? Came out in 2018. That's two years plus three for 2023 that's five years, not four. It's five. It's it's math. It's, it's 2023, okay? And this is episode 94. Thank you very much for listening. And as we always start out the episode, I want to thank the amazing, the beautiful, well, at least some of you, and notorious patrons of me. I appreciate your your support financially. You guys are awesome. Blade X Life, Jack, Skamelt666, Lane, and Regis Stella. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of my content. I appreciate it very much. And aside from one, which I've already messaged them, your uh, holiday uh, perks, those of you who have those based on your tiers, have been put in the mail. Um, I will also say that all fan mail has now been responded to and mailed out, however... Um, some of you are in other countries and if you've gotten a DM from me, either in discord or Twitter, uh, I may need additional information to get your stuff out to you. And, um, yeah, you're running out of time because I, I, I DM'd you days ago and I haven't got it back. So if you don't get your fan mail and you were supposed to get fan mail and you didn't, well, you didn't check your DMs. That's not my fault. It's yours. Sorry. Um, if you would like to financially contribute to the show of my content, uh, please do go over to patreon.com slash TV and check out all the great perks and different uh, tiers uh, that you may uh, be interested in. I really do appreciate it very, very much. Uh, so let's dive into uh, our, our episode today. We've got some news, not big news, but some news. Uh, and that is we have Twitch drops coming up. Twitch drops from January 13th. To the 16th, um, it is the Eastern Winds ship set parts. It'll be the flag, the sails, the hull, and the wheel. Uh, One hour per item, so four hours total. You have to claim the reward under your drop section in Twitch after each hour. Um, And this, if you don't know what the Eastern Winds ship set is, it is the orange and black variant of of the Dragon Asian ship set. So if you like the orange and black variant, this is your time to get the flag, the sails, uh, the hull and the wheel. Um, 
So make sure you check that out. If you don't know how to get Twitch drops, well, let me tell you. You go to seaofthieves.com or you go to twitch.tv, either one. If you go to seaofthieves.com, there is a section under your account for Twitch drops. Make sure you link your appropriate Microsoft and Sea of Thieves account to Twitch. Or if you go to Twitch, you can go over to the drops section under your profile in the top uh, right-hand corner, and you can find the Sea of Thieves drop under all campaigns, and there will be a ability for you to link your account there as well. Make sure you are logged into your appropriate Twitch account and you are logged into your appropriate Microsoft Sea of Thieves account to make sure those Twitch drops get to your inventory. And then each hour that you watch during uh, January 13th to 16th, um, you have to go under your drops menu in Twitch and claim the drop and then the next one will progress. So I've talked about this on stream. I've mentioned it on the podcast a few times, and I've been meaning to do an entire episode um, on this and discuss some things um, about legacy, right? There's a lot of legacy stuff um, inside of Sea of Thieves that has been around for a very, very long time, um, and it hasn't been updated with the times. Um, I know there's been some YouTube videos about it and things like that. And I'm going to, I'm going to select a few things. I'm going to select a few things that I personally think, um, have, have went without a revamp, um, for long enough. Um, right. So, um, we're going to talk about some cosmetics. Um, we're also going to talk about some loot. Um, so yeah. We're going to start with the loot first. Um, and how I want to approach this is talking about the, the how much money you get when you turn in certain bits of loot and how that has been relatively stagnant for a long time. And then compare that uh, to the idea of these illustrious pieces of loot or or sought after pieces of loot and how it just doesn't make sense and how um, over the years Sea of Thieves really just needs to reassess what these items are and how much they're worth. It's a perfect opportunity to put a little bit more control over the economy. Um, I know Sea of Thieves has mentioned many times that they think the economy is out of control, even though it's it's an infinite resource of gold, but they feel like there's a lot of stockpile, which is why they brought out the dark adventurer stuff. Right. Um, and so I think they could, they could revamp and redo their structure around what is illustrious pieces of loot versus what is non illustrious pieces of loot and kind of rearrange things. So it makes more sense in the general idea. So let me go through these real quick. I, I jotted these down. Uh, and I'm going off of the high-end sell value. This is not emissary value, so this has nothing to do if you have a flag up or if your flag is a certain level. This is just the high-end because all Sea of Thieves... Well, I take that back. Most of Sea of Thieves loot, as you probably know, has a range of prices that you can get from it when you turn it in. It's kind of an RNG roll of how much you're going to get. But there is a low end and there is a high end for each thing. So I'm going to go off the high end for each of these items just to just to kind of really show the 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 problem here. 
Um, so let's start off with this emissary flags turned into reapers bones. So this would be, you know, your gold herder, your merchant alliance, uh, uh, anything like that, uh, turned into, uh, the reapers bones grade run flags, high end 2.4 K grade two, 4.9 grade three, 6.5 grade four, 8.5 and a grade five flag with no bonus is 10.5. Okay. All right. Um, emissary flags are, are, I won't say they're rare per se. Some of them are more rare than others. And I think that should be taken into account. Um, but again, that would, that would have to differentiate each of the flags and a lot of extra calculations in there. So keeping it all standard, I think is fair. Um, but I think those prices, let's keep, let's, let's talk about other items and then we'll talk about comparison of prices. Ashen wind skull, 10 K high end chest of legends, a 10 K high end 11 K high end ashen chest of legends, 15 K high end breath of the sea. Blue is four K green is six K red is eight K. So let's look at some of this stuff. I don't think there's anyone out there who would disagree that the chest of legends is the most illustrious piece of loot in the game. Aside from the, um, uh, the, the chest of wondrous secrets, right? The chest of legends has always been held as the top, right? Ashen chest of legends is a tier above that, but just slightly, it's still a chest of legends. It's just the rarity is up because again, everyone hates the roar. The roar has a lot of extra stuff to, to challenge you with. Um, and it's people don't do the mission, but the chest of legends is still to this day held as the most illustrious piece of loot that, that you see often that wondrous secrets boxes. No one ever sees that. So there's that. So if I look at this, if I look at this, you're telling me, you're telling me that an ashen wind skull, an event that spawns relatively frequently, and you also get up to, I've seen up to five ashen wind skulls from a fort of fortune is 10 K and that same fort of fortune, you get one chest of legends. On an Athena voyage, you get one chest of legends. One. On a gilded, you get more. But on Athena voyage, you get one. On a veil voyage, you get one. Now, veil voyages can obviously be done over and over and over again. You will get one on a emissary ledger reward. You get one. Ashen win events are challenging. But is it the same? I mean, we're talking 1K difference. We're basically saying that the Ashen Wind Skull is an exact equivalent to the illustrious Chest of Legends. And I don't think that should be the case. I, 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 I just don't think that would be the case.
I think that the chest of legends should be brought up just slightly and the ashen wind skull should be down just slightly. Maybe say the ashen wind skull drops to say an 8k and the chest of legends goes up to say a 12k. Just kind of bringing that difference in there. And again, we're talking about nickels and dimes when it comes to Sea of Thieves, right? But just in terms of illustriousness and and the time and challenge it takes to get there. Yes, folks are going to say, well, Veil Voyagers are easy. You're right. They're not that hard. However, if you see a red tornado in the sky and you see a blue tornado in the sky at the same time, which one you're going to go over to try to steal? I can promise you, you're not going over to try to steal the, the Ashen Winds because no one's probably there to do it. You're going to go over to that uh, Athena one. So I think a little difference there just to put that chest of legends on a higher shelf would be a good idea. I think at 15 K, the ashen chest is fine. The ashen chest of legends at 15 K, I think is fine. No one wants to be in the roar. No one likes to do the roar. It, it adds all those extra challenges in there. And on top of all that, it, 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 it's rare. Like people don't do it. People aren't out there. I think 15 K is fine with that. I would be okay with 20 K for that. Just to, just to add a little more spice to it and add a little more risk versus reward for those folks who are out there doing it, knowing that they've got a 20 K piece of loot on their board or on their boat. <clears throat> Breath of the sea is, is one that I think, I think it could be, brought up a slight amount, right? We're at four, six, eight. And that is if we bring the breath of the sea up, the other things have to be brought up too, like the chest of legends, ashen chest of legends, uh, things like that. But I think the breath of the sea should be higher than emissary flags. Some of them but also lower than like a chest of legends or an ashen wind skull. Because at the end of the day, a, a breath of the sea is simple. You just go out and find a bottle on the ground and then do a stupid underwater treasury, right? 4k, 6k, 8k. You can't, you can't pay me four, four, six and 8k to go underwater and do one of those. I'm leaving my boat at risk the entire time I'm down there. I am leaving myself naked and exposed to being sunk for four, six and eight K. Yes. There's other loot in there, like the tribute chest. And there's other loot in there that is going to, to bring up that value. But the item that is the illustrious item is the breath of the sea. That is the illustrious item in there. So it should be the highest item Value. It should be the highest item value. <clears throat> now, I know I, I just talked about the Ashen Wind Skull and the Chest of Legends and adjusting those prices. The problem is... The problem with that is 
all these items are in a vacuum. If one, so, so right now, if I'm talking about lowering the ashen winds to eight, but also raising the breath of the sea, the highest breath of the sea of red is already at eight K, but I want that to be lower than the ashen wind skull. But overall, I want the breath of the sea to be higher. See the problem here. Sea of thieves has continually added new and new content without looking of the overall economy balance. And I think that is one of the issues that I have is we're getting all this new content. We're getting new cool loot. We're getting all of this stuff, but we're not looking at what happened in the past. And we're not, we're not acknowledging that all that stuff back there that has been established exists. It's like we're moving through the story, but forgetting our history, even though our history is still our present, right? So Chest of legends are still out there. They're still here. Why haven't they been rebalanced? Ashen uh, chest of legends are here. Why haven't them be rebalanced? We just keep building and building blocks upon blocks. And we're not actually looking how all those blocks put together to build a true and good pirate narrative around what loot is more valuable. If we look in the time of piracy in our real life world, there were certain things that were high value, spices, silks, precious metals, silver, gold, things like that. Slaves. Those were precious cargo items, right? If you, if you are going out on the sea and you have a, an opportunity to go after a slave ship, and to, to take over that ship and either free the slaves to grow, grow your crew, which a lot of them did, that's, that's invaluable. Or to take them to another port and sell them the, yourselves, that's a lot of money that you just got. Now imagine if a new product starts to ship around the world, right? If a new product starts to ship around the world and it's rubies, a ruby is going to hold a certain value. But now you've building blocked it on top of what already exists with silks and precious metals and slaves and things like that. Now you've put another building block on there. The economy adjusts. It is a adjusting economy based on the rarity and the supply and demand of that item. Sea of Thieves misses that. And yes, I know this is a fantasy game in a fantasy world. But it is still taking its true notes from a real life place. It is taking its notes from the <clears throat> it is taking its notes from the world of, of the Bahamas in the Golden Age of Piracy, or just before the Golden Age of Piracy. Which means this live economy is in existence. Mark, Mike Chapman, as I've called out many times, says that the Sea of Thieves exists in the Bahamas. Clouded by the Shroud. 
Not many people have been born and lived their entire lives in the Sea of Thieves, which means they've came in from the outside understanding the economy. I've talked about this many times, talking about the sovereign, talking about how the trading companies work, talking about all this stuff. If you're going to base your game in reality, you also have to base the basics of the economy in reality, even though it's completely made up and gold is an infinite resource. Because at the end of the day, it has to feel like history it has to feel like piracy. And I don't feel that as they've built these building blocks with cool new updates and cool new loot, the Ashen Wind Skulls, the Breath of the Seas, the Emissary Flags, that they've thought about that narrative and thought about how this economy would look like with these new treasures being introduced and how they should fit with the current economy of items being bought and sold and traded from captain's chest to to boxes of 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 spices and tea to bounty skulls they just slap a price on it that makes sense i guess and throw it into the world but it doesn't make sense in the narrative of piracy in the bahamas at this time it just doesn't make sense So I would like to see them and maybe, maybe we will. I don't think we will because honestly, I think their development time is better spent in other places, i.e. hit reg and combat to, to really reevaluate this. And, and, and again, we're approaching the golden age of piracy in sea of thieves. You know, we're seeing the, um, the building of new golden sands into a pirate, uh, um, outpost, a fort, basically a, a, a town and or a colony, if you will. And this would be a good opportunity for them in an up, upcoming update to really reassess the economy and where things go and the idea of supply and demand. You don't have to have a dynamic system of supply and demand inside the game. It can still be a, a random roll on how much you get, but the ranges need adjusted to make more sense in the overall pirate narrative of the area. I think emissary flags in all honesty are, are, are decently priced, right? Like you can usually find grade ones, grade twos, maybe a grade three, grade four and five. You could even add maybe a little bit to five. Fives are a little bit more rare, but now with the, the introduction of the instantaneous PVP system, there's a lot more chance of emissary flags. So maybe we just leave those, those prices there, um, as, as it is, but it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me especially with the rarity of some of these items. It just doesn't make sense in the overall historical narrative that we have Sea of Thieves, right? And people are going to blow me up about this. People are going to sit there and message me and talk to me and be like, it's a video game. It's a fantasy world. You cannot establish that your game exists in the real world during a certain time of history and the people have traveled inside of this world and then ignore everything the outside world does. You can't do it. You cannot do it. You can't. Well, they make the game. They can do whatever they want. Then they fail and they suck at their jobs. Period. Since everyone wants to see Captain Hook in here, maybe they should just take Sea of Thieves out of the Bahamian Islands, out of history, and be like, it's in Neverland now. 
We have picked it up with magical fairy dust from a stupid yellow box, and we've moved it. We've taken it to Never Neverland, and now we can have Hook and Pocahontas and 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 Tiger Lily and Shmee. Hell, throw in some of the Encanto characters for all I care. But if your game takes place in a real-life area, in a real-life time of history, then by God, you need historical accuracy in your systems. Oh! Gets my blood boiling. Gets my blood boiling. The next thing... is cosmetics. Now, I don't have I don't have the full 5 year experience of Sea of Thieves as some people do. But I've played for a long time. I've played for many years. Uh I almost have 100 days played logged. And There are certain cosmetics when I first started playing that when you saw them, you know that that was a good player or that that was a veteran player. There were certain cosmetics that every time you saw them, you knew. And I'm not going to go over all of them because some people are going to have a difference of opinion on what was those cosmetics for them. But there are a couple that I want to call out and and they 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 range across a variety of different um play styles, right? Just because you like gold hoarder stuff does not make you any less of a good player or a veteran player than someone who has arena stuff, right? It doesn't You're just a different type of player. You're still a veteran. You still know the game. You're still a good player. You're just a different type. So I'm going to go across a large range of different items here that really showed either the player was a true veteran of the game, played for a while, spent a lot of time, was dedicated, or it shows that those were unstoppable badasses in whatever field they were in. And then I'm going to tell you why it's a problem that people don't see this like this anymore. We are inundated by a ridiculous amount of cosmetics every single update and multiple times between updates through the Twitch drops. And so I feel like a lot of the hardworking cosmetics have lost their grandeur, have lost their respect because everyone is just inundated with a ridiculous amount of cosmetics nowadays. And people don't sit there and, and, and open a vendor and, and see something and be like, oh, my God, that's a lot of work. Holy crap. I just saw a pirate the other day with that. They are gods. And that's the type of approach that we had back in the day when there were there were still a lot of cosmetics, but they were there were prestigious cosmetics that when you got them, you showed them off because you worked hard for them. Let's start by the first one. The first one is a story-based one. For all you lore hounds out there. And that's the gold curse. Now, 
there's definitely talks and things out there that I'm not going to go into details on that. There are ways to cheese and exploit in order to get the gold curse nowadays. Whatever. Don't do it. Don't be an idiot. Don't be stupid. Don't be a lazy person. But still to this day, the gold curse requires you to complete all the tall tales completely and to complete them five times each and complete the shores of gold five times. With things like the checkpoint system, it has been made easier for you to do, but it's still a grind and it's still a challenge. But now we've got things like the skeleton curse, the Athena's fortune curse, the uh, Athena guardians curse. We've got things like the sunken kingdom curse and the ashen curse and the order of souls. Well, the order of souls curse has been around. So is the ashen curse, but we've got all these curses now that have been around a while. People don't view the gold curse as some big prestigious thing anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't like the look of the gold curse. I think it looks like you just slap mud on yourself and you need to go take a shower. But back in the day when I saw someone jamming out with that gold curse, I knew that they were a veteran and I knew they put in the work into this game. Were they a really awesome PVP -er or player? I don't know. But when I saw the gold curse, I knew they were at least a veteran, and I was like, cool, one day I'll be able to rock that. Then I got it, and I never wear it because, again, my pirate looks dirty. So the gold curse is one of those things that it's just like, it's in my mind, it has lost its prestige as time has went on and we've been inundated with these because there hasn't necessarily been, and I don't know if I would want something to come in, to make it easier to get. But people do not strive for the gold curse anymore. Most people don't. Some people still want it. But most people don't strive for it anymore because it's got a, it's got a lot of work behind it. Back in the day, that was the thing to do. You got to strive for your gold curse. You got to go after your gold curse. You got to get that gold curse. Because it was rare to see it out in the wild. Let's step into the PVP section of what was prestigious back in the day. Obviously, the legendary weapons. <clears throat> the legendary weapons were the gold uh, and purple uh, weapons. Um, there were uh, year one pirate legend weapons, but I'm not going to talk about the year one stuff because, you know, the year, the day one eye patch and things like that. Those are obviously very prestigious. But those were things that were based on time, right? The year one pirate legend weapons, I would hold at a decently prestigious level because they required you to be a pirate legend in the first year. And it was much harder then to become a pirate legend. <clears throat> so I will put those up on a slight pedestal, but those are not obtainable anymore. So yes, I, I would say that they're pretty cool to see, but they're not obtainable anymore. And I'm going to talk about some arena ones right now, which aren't obtainable anymore because the arena is closed, but there's something that Sea of Thieves could easily bring back into the game with the new PVP system. They could easily bring those sea dog items back with the new PVP system. Will they do it? Hmm, don't know, but they could do it. So I'm going to talk about those. 
So the legendary weapons, the accommodation in order to get the legendary weapons was per place first place in the arena 240 times after you hit pirate legend. So it didn't matter how many times you hit, you got first place before pirate legend. You had to do a 240 wins wins first place wins after becoming pirate legend. That was a lot of work. That was a lot of work, especially with the sweat stains that uh, inhabited the arena. That was a lot of work. I didn't get it. I could have, but I kind of gave up at the end because I was tired of the TDMers. And I just kind of just gave up. But I could have got there. I think I was uh, 90 wins away, I think, at the end. And I got into the arena. I got into arena fun late in my career. So the legendary weapons, I would say, is one prestigious thing that if you saw them out there, you were like, don't mess with that person. That's cool. I want to earn those someday. The next one on my list, again, coming out of the arena, is the Iron Sea Dog title. A buddy of mine, uh, I helped him uh, grind the Iron Sea Dog title out. The Iron Sea Dog title, for those of you who don't know, <clears throat> that is kill 200 players with cannons in um, the arena. 200 players with cannons in the arena. That is not easy to do. Think how hard it is now to get one balls. Think how hard it is now. That is a challenging title to get. 200 player kills with cannons in the arena. You get the Iron Sea Dog title. The next one... That was another prestigious one on my list of, of prestige back in the day that I don't think people necessarily respect the amount of work that went into this. And again, with all the cosmetics that are out there now, I think has lost its, you know, prestige. That is any of the triumphant sea dog weapons. Okay. Now, some of you might be out there and be like, oh, that wasn't too hard. <clears throat> Some of you might not even know what they are or how to get them. <clears throat> Let me tell you how you got the triumphant sea dog. <clears throat> this was a two-step, a two-step achievement that you had to do. The first step was you had to get 200 player kills with the weapon of your choosing. So that would be the Cutlass, a Pistol, a Eye of Reach, Blunderbuss. 200 kills with that weapon. That unlocked you the glorious version of said weapon. So you get 200 kills with whatever skin you wanted, and then you got the glorious version. Now, I believe a couple of them had different names, um, like the legendary sea dog blunderbuss, the notorious sea dog cutlass. And then there was the glorious eye of reach and the glorious sea dog flintlock. But again, in order to get those particular things, you had to get the, uh, you had to do 200, um, first. 
Then, after you got 200 kills with your flintlock, you got the glorious flintlock. Then, you had to do another 100 kills with the glorious flintlock to get the triumphant sea dog flintlock. So that's two that's 300 kills with just a flintlock to get triumphant sea dog. 300 kills with just the eye of reach to get the triumphant eye of reach. The blunderbuss and the cutlass were slightly different. As as you leveled up your sea dog rep, you got the notorious cutlass and you got the legendary uh, sea dog blunderbuss. So for the blunderbuss and the cutlass, you only had to do your hundred kills uh, in order to get that. Right. So you 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 got the you all that you had to do was uh, uh, get to rank fifty, and you would have both of those. Rank fifty of of sea uh, dogs would make sure you have both the uh the cutlass and the blunderbuss and then you had to get a hundred kills with those in order to get the triumphant that's a lot of kills that's a lot of kills think about that a single weapon type that many kills 300 kills to get the flintlock the in the eye of reach 300 kills Now, you can't tell me if you see someone walking around with the triumphant eye of reach, you can't tell me you don't shit your pants a little bit because that's a lot of kills with an eye of reach. And sure, some people will say, well, but the arena was out for a couple years. You know, that's not too hard. Try it. I played the arena for a couple years. I never got it. It's a lot harder than you think. During your PvP diving, get a piece of paper out. Pick a weapon. For a whole week, or for a whole month of playing, put a tick mark down every single time you get a kill with that weapon. Tell me by the end of the month how close to 300 you are. I promise you, you're not going to be that close. So that's another, to this day, I still hold respect for that. Now, will they reintroduce these weapons? Mm, they, they will probably reintroduce a color variant of these weapons, but I don't think they're going to reintroduce the weapons um, or, the, or the Iron Sea Dog title. Now, for the Triumphant, I guess they could maybe um, do something. I don't know. Those are kind of, again, a, a legacy item that may just be sunset forever now. Who knows? Who honestly knows? But um, but those are definitely things that are held at a high regard in a PvP world. And still to this day, even though they're legacy, I still wanted to talk about them. Because I don't think people understand the gold curse, the legendary weapons, Iron Sea Dog and Triumphant Sea Dog, how much work that actually was to get, especially back in the day. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And now we're inundated by all these cool cosmetics. And I think that those items have kind of lost a little bit of their luster because it's a lot of work or was a lot of work. And I don't think people just have the respect for those items anymore because a lot of people are playing Sea of Thieves now 
And they don't even know what the arena was. They don't even know what the arena was. Imagine if there was an accommodation now for 300 kills with an eye of reach to get an eye of reach. People would see that on the PVP, like the season eight PVP stuff and be like, shit. If they saw, it's like the skeleton curse, right? Or the, the, the guardians curse, like Mino who posted on Twitter, I think was probably the first person who hit a thousand. Like that's incredible. And people are like, oh my God. The golden skeleton curse has been unlocked. Oh my God. This person's a badass. This person did it in this many wins with only this many losses. Like that's the kind of prestige that these old weapons, the legendary uh, weapons, the iron sea dog, the triumphant sea dog, the gold curse. That's the type of prestige that they have is would be like today, the gold skelly curse. And I'll tell you this. It's much easier to get the gold skelly curse nowadays than it was to get the triumphant weapons back in the arena day. Way easier. No one would have had the triumphant stuff within the first like first three months. No one would have had it. Impossible. So even though we bitch about the grind now with the PvP in Season 8, it was nothing like the grind, the grind for Pirate Legend in year one. Nothing like the grind for the Gold Curse. Nothing like the grind for the for the arena weapons. Nothing like the grind for Iron Sea Dog. It, it's not the same. It is not the same. It is way easier now. And now many of you out there might be like, well, it's really hard right now. It is. It is a grind. It is a grind, but it keeps you playing. But it's nowhere near the grind of what these were back in the day. And that's why in my mind, these are some of the biggest achievements. If you have those weapons, you should be proud of them. If I had the triumphant weapons, man, I would be using those things all the time. I still sometimes pull out the glorious weapons because I'm proud of that. I got to 50 sea dog, but I don't have the triumphant ones. I don't have the triumphant ones. Now, for those of you, we we just talked about the PVE, PVP. Let's go to the PVE side because there are some very challenging PVE ones as well that had illustrious items that, to be honest, if I see them, I still hold high respect for them to this day. And now PvP players are going to be out there being like, oh, that can't be too hard. PvP player? PvP player. The first one I'm going to talk about is the title, Legendary Merchant of Fauna. PvP player who's saying PvE is easy. Legendary Merchant of Fauna is deliver 500 animals on time as a pirate legend. Let me repeat this again. 500 animals on time as a pirate legend. I don't want to hear the PvP player sitting sitting here and saying PvE is easy because I'm pretty sure You don't have legendary merchant of fauna because you are not dedicated enough to turn in 500 animals on time as a pirate legends. It's not your style of play. I get it, but your triumphant weapon. I hold it the same regards as someone who has legendary merchant of fauna. 
because that is dedication and hard work. Keeping those animals alive, not easy. Stupid squealing pigs and spitting snakes, not easy. On time, (laughs) challenging. Here's another one. And this one actually had a title and cosmetics with it. And I will be honest with you right now. I don't have this one completed. I don't have this. This is Legendary Merchant Trader. And it unlocks the Legendary Spyglass and Legendary Pocket Watch. I do not have these. Deliver 500 cargo crates on time and in perfect condition as a pirate legend. So that is the cloth, rum, um, and plants. Perfect condition on time. 500 of them. That is hard. That is a grind. And that is challenging. And I think it's lost. I think it's lost a lot of its pizzazz and and woo because we've got so many titles now i mean hell you get a title what every single time there's an emissary reward out you get a title if you hit tier one there's a title for every single adventure there's a title for everything and i don't think people understand anymore because there's so many titles there's so many pocket watches there's so many spy glasses There's so many weapons that when one of these special ones, and even though it's simple, like it's a simple title, legendary merchant trader, legendary uh, merchant of fauna. Those are titles that aren't going to necessarily catch any player's eye, but it is going to catch a player's eye who has been playing for a while and they know what type of work that goes into. If I see to this day any of those titles, any of those items, I'm like, respect, mad respect to you. And I know there's people in this community that have those. I've seen them wear them. I've seen them rock them out. I have seen those items and those titles out there in this community. Friends of mine, cutthroats, and even in... um, Pirate talk radio uh, uh, people. I've seen your pirates when you've posted pictures and stuff. I've seen, I know, and I have respect for you if you've got those. And I just wish that that Sea of Thieves had a better way of bringing back that feeling back in the day of how it felt to see someone with that or the feeling it had when you earned that. When there weren't as many titles and there weren't as many cosmetics. I want that feeling to return. I want them to try to figure out how to make that magic happen again. New players nowadays, they will not understand those things. They just won't. And if they do, it, it I don't think it'll ever be the same as it used to be. I I wish that they would figure out a way to breathe life back into that system. So 
I don't have a solution for either of these two things. I know you probably wanted me to have one, even though my solutions are never listened to by rare. Anyways, I know you probably wanted one, but what I'm trying to say is I want rare to take the time and reassess and bring some of that magic back that it had early on. I understand that everyone wants new cosmetics. They want new content. They want new things to earn, but there was a special magic of this game when certain things that you saw were holy shit moments. There were certain things that you would sell or steal that were holy shit moments. And I think some of that magic has dried up and a lot of the cosmetic magic has draw dried up because of how many cosmetics we have now and how much we have access to that stuff. I want that magic back. I want it back. I want them to figure out a way to, to show players how prestigious these things are and have those players really like, I'm sure me as a player, if I got the 500 animal thing, I would feel proud about that title, but it's not the same as back in the day, walking around with iron sea dog or legendary or, or triumphant sea dog. It's not the same because people knew back then what that meant. Nowadays, people don't know what those those titles mean. Nowadays, if you see a, a legendary uh, pocket watch, unless you've been playing for a while, you have no idea what that means. It just looks like a gold hoarder uh, pocket watch. It's gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's 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 different. No one knows today unless you've been playing for a while what the triumphant weapons mean, what the iron sea dog title means, what the gold curse means. They just don't. And that's the magic I miss. I don't know how to fix it. I hope rare comes up with a way to, to, to fix it. I don't even know if there is a fix for it, but it's been something that has been on my mind and I've talked about it multiple times. And I really wanted to lay it down with the gold values with some examples of those cosmetics that I, to this day, still hold at a high point, but have been lost in the overall community. <sighs> I remember back, this this will be the last step through time, I promise. I remember back when you would join, and I still have it in my Discord, when you would join a Sea of Thieves Discord, and you would be able to show proof of Legendary Sea Dog, and you would get that title. And you would have that title and you would be in a section in the Discord. And people would be like, ooh, those guys are badass. Or the gold curse would be like, ooh. Yeah. Or, or this one, ooh, you know? And, and it was a thing. Like, there was a prestige and an honor around having those things. And that is just gone now because of the over just inundation of all the titles and cosmetics that we get. It's just been lost. And it's sad, but don't worry. If I see you out there with any of those things I mentioned, mad respect to you, mad respect to you guys. Thank you very much for listening this week. I hope it gave you a little bit better understanding of kind of the history of the game. And also some of the things that I look as a prestigious thing and something that I hope that rare really looks at and remembers how things used to be on that and tries to figure out how to breathe some magic 
back into that. Guys, take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.